How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Everybody, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I am with my wonderful co-host over in the south side of the country in Tampa called Jamie Filer, our chief mentor in TRM. How are you, Jamie? I'm well, Matt. How are you doing? Wonderful. I am doing just wonderful. Um, we have quite a guest on today, don't we, Jamie? Oh my gosh, yeah, we do. What's your nickname for him, Matt? I'm so curious. <laughs> I just call him the king because he is the king. He's this guy who's not very tall, but he is a mound of muscle. And uh, he is from the UK. I've known this man for, I think, 14 years. Um, He's just been a man on fire with his business from winning bodybuilding shows to running federations, now having a successful gym with 40 trainers in there. TRM leader now. What hasn't he done, Jamie? I don't know what else he hasn't done for. Isn't he a father? Are you he a father too, Leo? Yeah. Yeah. We got father some one and a second on the way. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And thanks for boosting my resume there, Matt. Well, I was trying to figure out <laughs> what else to say. I was like, your resume is so darn long. <laughs> he, he started by not boosting your height, Leo. So there we he go. like talk you up another way. <laughs> And can I just quickly say the the intro music for this uh, podcast is like the best that I've heard. And it's really just enticing me to get back on stage again. So uh, I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> As if you didn't have enough going on, Leo, we should probably plan a comeback for you. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt's kind of tightly. I'm not sure if it might work for the stage, buddy, if you're going to go back on the stage. That kind of fits the overall physique of yours quite well. <laughs> You sent the extra small again, didn't you? I, uh, yeah, well, it was in the dryer for a bit, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> it was tumbling. It was tumbling. <laughs> so, Jamie, we got kind of a cool topic with this man over here. So, you know, he's obviously gone through some unique experiences the last almost two years, about a year and a half right now. Um, he is from Calgary, Alberta, uh, has a gym in Calgary, Alberta now. For I guess you've, you've evolved the gym, Leo, what, over the last 10 years from, you know, smaller gym to now like an 8,000 square foot location now, like it's really evolved, eh? Yeah. So, I mean, from the beginning, it was, uh, I think I started online coaching in 2012. So that's where King's Fitness was kind of born. Um, and then in 2015, we actually started with a brick and mortar, um, just like a little 1600 square foot facility, just some personal training. Um, and then right now we're in a, yeah, an 8,000 square foot facility. We've got almost 500 members and almost 40 uh, contract trainers. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite the, quite the five, six years for sure. I love it. And I was telling Jane before the, before the actual thing there, uh, Leo, that actually you had, you had actually thrived through three gym lockdowns, which is un, un, unheard of, obviously, well, obviously not through COVID, but like you went through three. And still thrived. 
Yeah, so, yeah, like, when COVID first hit, it was kind of one of those things that came upon us, and no one really thought it was really happening. And then suddenly it was like, we're shut down, right? And it's like, what the heck? They can't shut down gyms. They can't shut down businesses and stuff like that. So um, once it all kind of settled in, we were like, okay, how are we going to get through this, right? So my big mindset shift was I just really wanted to focus on improving the the gym and the facility um, so that when we did reopen, we were, the, the, the trainers, the clients, the members, when they did come back uh, to the gym, the experience would be even better than before, right? So um, that's kind of been my whole mindset this whole time is just, again, um, taking care of everyone else first um and and when we when we reopened every single time we've seen a you know a 15 to 30 percent jump in in uh, new members we've uh got new trainers every single time and so i've kind of stuck with that philosophy um and yeah so we didn't just happen the once it happened three times um and each time was you know 10 to 10 to 12 weeks so it's it's been a journey this this whole year but um we definitely um come out the other side in a in a much better position than than before wow jamie you want to share any, any questions for leo you want to go on for yeah i have a ton of questions for leo um my first one goes to i guess even before covid started what is the kind of culture that you created at king's fitness that you could come back from three different shutdowns for three months at a time and still end up with 500 members. So community first, right? Um, we've set up an environment that's, you know, a place that people feel safe and comfortable to train in. Um, and those who want to improve no matter what area of the, um, of fitness that they're in. So whether again, they're the everyday gym goer or the elite power lifter or crossfitter, we've kind of created this community and culture where they all come together and um, everyone kind of helps each other out. Everyone's super interested in each other's journey and story. And um, I think when you come from that sort of the community base, people want to support you, right? They understand what you're going to be going through. So one of the things that we we did do is we, you know, optionally, uh, everyone was in a different position, but we we're like, hey, you know, this is going on. Um, you know, if you want, you know, we can freeze your memberships or we can keep it active. Let me know what you would like to do. So that was um, one of the first things we did. Um, and so that I knew that there was enough support there that we would be able to open up on the other side. And so I'm I'm very grateful for that. Was there ever a doubt in your mind that it wouldn't work? Like after the second shutdown, were you like, this is going to be the one that gets me? No, I think after, like, as soon as we got through that first two weeks or the very first one, it was, I knew that we could get through anything. Honestly, it, it didn't even cross my mind after that. So, so, and from a second kind of shifting standpoint, it was actually nice to take a, a step back, review all of our systems um so i was making improvements on the back end uh systematizing a lot more things with regards to emails um reaching out to people and all of that kind of stuff and it allowed more time to spend time with my family as well so i had a my son was like six to eight months old in the first one so at what like rarely in anyone's life uh do they actually get to spend 
a, a long period of time with such a young of their kids, uh, especially from the father's side, typically. So I, I was um, I was just really then just taking a step and allowing um, me time with family. Hmm. Interesting. I so how how are you able to Leo to actually keep your trainers? involved in that process like obviously keep them you know still excited about kings and like keep them involved in their process like how what were you doing there to keep your team intact during these three lockdowns or three shutdowns just a lot of communication um there was there was some you know i was trying to stay on top of any sort of government grants and incentives and programs stuff like that so i was definitely um just keeping them uh, informed and just to you know make sure that they were going to get through onto the other end um you know obviously uh if they ever needed any advice on any like switching to some online training or um, doing other things uh, that they could still generate some revenue, I was helping them out there um, and allowing them to still use the facility for uh, Zoom sessions, um, online stuff and uh, allowing themselves to, you know, still work out because that was a lot of the issue was this mental health uh, you know, depression standpoint that a lot of people are in and, um, so, uh, you know, allowing them to still use the facility for themselves personally. Mm. Mm. You know, from a more like a mental standpoint and like mental toughness standpoint, when you, when you first, you kind of mentioned oh, before, you kind of mentioned more, more how you got to things, but on the third time it kind of happened, the third time, were you almost in a place where like you almost knew exactly what to do, your, what to expect? Because obviously it made you better as a gym, right? Better as a team, as a culture. Yeah, every, I mean, it, we just did the, the, almost did the same. Once we found out what worked, we just rinsed and repeated it, right? So um, the other thing we did for our members as well is we rented equipment to them, which a lot of other gyms didn't do. Um, because, again, once you've got that community, you've got this trust aspect um, to begin with, right? So we, we rented um, all, basically all our equipment out, um to our members and clients uh so that one they could still you know still uh stay active stay strong um and they were happy to support the gym even more because of that because again you couldn't find gym equipment anywhere right and they also it was allowing them to build more faith into you and and to our community and king's fitness as a, as a whole in just being able to trust them um so it, we we kind of did that every time um yeah did any part of your business go online, Leo? Like, did you let your trainers train clients online? Do you guys do Zoom virtual boot camps or something? Yeah, so um, I we all went online. Oh, most people went online um, for the most part. Um, and again, we allowed them to use the space in here um, to use it if they needed, because again, they still didn't still typically needed access to some sort of space and or equipment. Um, yeah, so everyone did kind of pivot to online, went on to Zoom training sessions and stuff like that. I have um, my online coaching. I mainly focus on nutritional coaching and, and um, you know, flexible dieting sort of stuff. And um, so I, I kind of ramped up that side of my business. Um, um, and again, most of it's just to keep, keep serving um, keep serving our members and clients so that they could still stay engaged and, and again, um, still stay in a good, healthy spot. So uh they did return on, on the other side. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm kind of curious, like, you know, with, 
with Kings, and obviously, you know, one thing I, I noticed with your gym, obviously, is you have a lot of contract, contract trainers actually in your gym, um, which actually is kind of a unique concept that you've built with almost 40 coaches, you know, full-time, part-time, like a mix of, you know, different kind of coaches you have in your business model. How do you compare in like that model compared to like, say, for example, all those coaches that are underneath your brand only? You know what I mean? Like, it's an employee-based model. Like, what is that? you found for you kind of been a benefit for you do you think or overall or do you like that model in general i really i mean for me i wanted to provide a platform for uh trainers to build their own business on right um i feel that if the trainers do well right that they're marketing themselves they're bringing their own business all the trainers do well and i can help them you know, we're going to do better as a whole and as a business itself, right? So I'm kind of on that, if you succeed, we all succeed kind of mentality. Um, and I like the the idea of um, um, freedom as well from, you know, to, to express their own training sort of styles and or models and stuff like that, right? Versus um, having just like it's this way or it's no way kind of mentality right so um and i definitely think um the the trainers themselves like that and uh allow them to thrive on their their own and and be rewarded for it too mm. Mm. go ahead question, Matt. question for you jamie yeah so i'm curious like when you when you look at almost leo's business model right now obviously you're a systems machine when it comes to trm and like your specialty and so forth how important do you believe that would be for you know leo's gym leo's process obviously leo's leo's team um i mean i guess i'm kind of of two minds the first one would be you know which was actually going to be my question is do you ever plan on franchising like will there be Mm. a second location of king's fitness somewhere at some point it's i'm kind of close to the fork in the road right it's like I still have a vision of, of having, I, I still think one amazing location with more services, um, more space, more just, just bigger and better of slightly everything. And, um, I've, I have been like approached and people, well, people have asked about kind of, again, multiplying the, uh, King's fitness brand in two different areas of the city. Um, so I'm, I am still, I'm in that kind of a position where it is going to be this, this fork in the road and I haven't quite made up my decision yet. Um, but I still feel like this place can improve that much more. And it's kind of where I'm, I'm leading towards. So Matt, my answer is now different based on the fact that Leo doesn't necessarily want a second location. Like if he did, then to me, systems would be imperative because he would literally need to replicate himself and be in two places at once. Because I know Leo likes, like the fact that he's sitting in his office right now tells me that he's a hands-on guy because it's still what? It's like 945 where you guys are right now? Right. So while he could, right? While he could step away, he's choosing to be in his business. The other thing is that because his trainers are not employees, there doesn't necessarily need to be an SOP, a standard operating procedure. If every employee, if every um, individual was an employee, then they'd all train the King's Fitness way, which is its own system. They'd all be onboarded the same 
way. But instead, Leo gets rent or he gets a certain amount per hour, however his financial arrangement is, the systems are not imperative. So until he has mini kings and or until he establishes like a second location, I don't believe systems are necessary for him right now. I like that. I think I'll write off of that too, Jamie, as well. I think that obviously with your gym right now, I think the SOPs, like Jamie's exactly right, almost goes back to like almost like a center process, just just for basically your contract trainers, you know, more of like rules, regulations and so forth, right? But I think one thing that when I first, we chatted about a year, almost like a year ago, you had nobody in the front, really front desk yet for your business yet. It was almost like still kind of you, you know, doing all the, all the like you mentioned, more of a hands-on model. But as of right now, do you have somebody kind of giving you a German to kind of like take things off of your head a bit too? Yeah. So, I mean, we initially, we've been able to basically, you know, grow up to almost, you know, 50K a month on, uh, on just, just uh, keeping things simple, right? Um, not, not needing any real employees or anything like that. Um, so that was one of the most recent things we have done is we, we have someone at the front desk um, and that's the point of, point of contact um to be able to sign up members and um you know do some cleaning stuff and, and all of that and then for the rest of it we i pretty much delegate out to subcontractors or whatever right whether it's cleaning stuff or, or whatever you, you really need so but that that has a taking a ton of weight off my shoulders um just being able to have someone else here if anyone reaches out is just you know direct them here at this time kind of thing right um so that's that is freed up probably i mean effectively probably 10 hours a week right and i don't and i'm i'm here i'm here mostly because i love being at the gym and i love being around the the people that are here um but i'm i'm also making sure that a couple of times a week now i'm i'm making sure i'm out the gym playing golf and and doing some other things just to kind of take my foot off a little bit but i've also found that the systems that we do have in place um all the, the membership signups are done online. People just do it straight from their phone. You don't even need to come into the gym. They get an access code emailed to them. Um, then they come in for their first workout. If they need to schedule a tour, okay, now I've got that front desk person to, to help out. Um, it's super slick and hands-off on my end that I really don't have to do any any real work um, above and beyond um, just kind of real real life stuff, so. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to actual tactics, okay, so let's say actual tactics right now that you do in your gym that, you know, keep it, continue to keep it growing and evolving um, and keeping your culture intact, what specifically do you do, do Leo, like on, on a weekly or daily basis? I'm kind of curious your actual methods. Um, so, I mean, there's day-to-day and week-to-week stuff. Um I wouldn't say there's a whole whole lot. Like I, again, we 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 do we have a system that uh, does reach out to members and stuff like that. Make sure every, everything's going well. Um, we do have a newsletter that goes out, which again I do on my end, but again I can outsource it. But I think the big things are uh, community driven stuff. So um, again, organizing barbecue events, uh, Christmas parties. Um, we we try and get people outside of the gym to kind of hang out and, and Hey, this option's here and, and just have fun with it. Cause I think that's, you know, like people are so stressed with work and everything else they have going on with their life, families, et cetera, et cetera. Usually the gym time is actually their way of de-stressing and de kind of decompressing and stuff like that. Um, 
and it's also an outlet for a lot of people. Um, so if I can kind of extend that and give them more opportunities to kind of uh, get together and socialize outside of the gym and just have some fun, then I think everyone's just health and well-being will be that much, much greater. And, um, and again, we've really grown organically. I've never paid a cent for any online marketing stuff, Instagram, Facebook. Um, everything's either Google, we, we do really good there, but um, word of mouth, absolutely, right? So again, the more people that you can, the more you can show, um, uh, you know, the members that you're, you're doing stuff for them in particular, you know, the first thing they're going to do is tell three people, right? Um, so, you know, we, we, I really try and focus on them first and, and just uh, allow them to, um, to grow, or us to grow that way. <laughs> Um, what, what was something you told yourself, Leo? Cause you know, I, obviously we're not getting political, but any number of things could happen and gyms could shut down again, be it a second wave of COVID or something out, maybe a whole new pandemic in 2022. What was like a mantra or an affirmation or something you woke up and told yourself to like, remind yourself that it was going to be okay. Mm. Um, you know, it just, every day that we're surrounded by the most amazing people and you know we're here to serve them and they 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 will and they support us uh, in return right so um you know i just think i just really come back to the people that we are around um and um yeah and again i just r really confident in, in 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 the people that we have around here and the community we've we've built that um that they, they are here for the the long run as well as i am here for them too right mm. Interesting. The other thing, and I mean, this is just a totally, um, you know, you bring up again and potentially in a lockdown and all of this kind of stuff. Right. And I think this can be applied to, um, you know, if you've got all your eggs in one basket, you know, it, it is important to diversify in and around. Right. So, you know, an online coach, maybe, um, you know, maybe they're doing really well, but they get sick or maybe online coaching is suddenly removed and it's been taken over by something else. Right. So the importance of not having all your, your wealth in one, one nest egg, right? And being able to diversify either in other businesses outside um, or, you know, whether it's getting into uh, real estate or investments and stuff like that. I really suggest uh, those listening, um, online coaches, personal trainers, to start thinking of doing things outside of what they are currently doing because that may not be a thing in the future, right? And again, we've just experienced it a whole bunch here with, you know, gyms in lockdown and personal training stopping and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes you can pivot, but not always as well. Right. So um, and I, I, that can be a whole different podcast in itself. Um, but I just like to, you know, just kind of say that to, to those that are listening. I like that. Jamie has experience there. You want to share, Jamie? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, 100 percent. I think so. Studies have been done and I actually just heard this on a mindset podcast today. Um, studies have been done with the U.S. specifically population, and they said that after you clear $75,000, so after taxes, seventy-five grand, money stops being a motivator. Um, so, you know, once you, you know, and Matt, you teach the TRM people at a certain point, once you've been through TRM, you should be making much more than seventy-five a year. So it's no longer about how much can I clear. It's about how many different fingers can I get my pie into? It's about how many different ways can I impact people? Because real estate is amazing and mutual funds are fantastic. But 
what else can I do for people? Maybe I'll have more time to volunteer and work at the food bank or at the humane society or something else. So, you know, I think Leo's absolutely right. And then once you can start making your money work for you rather than you working for your money, it frees up your spare time to go do stuff that sets your soul on fire. Well, that's a great answer. Yeah. That's actually a whole different topic now on the podcast. Uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Leo kind of opened up the can here, man. <laughs> no, and it's definitely something that I've been passionate about for sure is just, um, you know, the trainers that we have go going here is being able to set them up uh, for that kind of path mm -hmm. as well, right? And and again, um, you know, you're exactly right there, Jamie, being able to set yourself up with time time freedom, right? So be it to be able to help more people, right? And you don't have to stress about, um, yeah, the, just the, the financial side of things. Totally, yeah. Well, ironically, that's kind of why right now I'm in the Valley right now with the family in, in Acadia Valley for the next, for the next few days. And like, it's, it's funny. It's so cheap to be here right now. There's like no cost to be in Acadia Valley. I could live here for like a thousand dollars a month for Pete's sake. And, you know, and, but the kids can go out on the road and not even worry about the cars coming by. That's a cool part. Like that's the kind of, you know, for whether, whether it's investing in real estate or whether it's, you mentioned freedom, Leo. And even with Jamie, like you're traveling with your wife, like every month somewhere, you guys are doing these little mini vacations and that's really what it's all about is that, you know, impact with people or with people where you actually can have memories, you know, and experiences that actually allow you to, uh, you know, enjoy and grow. I love it. So rounding off our show day, guys, um, is there any last thoughts, Jamie, you want to share or with Leo um, on this mindset tactical topic um, or just in general, you know? I mean, not that half an hour you want to share. <laughs> Listen, not that I'm in any position to give like Leo King advice because he makes 50 grand a month and he's absolutely killing it. But Leo, you have like one of the biggest hearts of anyone we've ever had come through the TRM group of anyone I've ever met. Um, and you're Canadian, so you're polite as crap. Um, <laughs> where this is going is that, if I may... I think you should open up a second location because I think the other side of where you are needs another King's fitness. You have created such an incredible culture. I think it is almost selfish to keep it to that one location because the other side of the province or the other side of, if you're in rural, then you need an urban location and vice versa. But I think more people need the culture of King's fitness in their life. Well, coming from you, Jamie, I definitely appreciate it. And that's and that's why I'm, you know, working with you, you two and, and everyone else around, right? So, you know, give give each other the confidence to be able to, you know, take that leap, right? So sure. you'll wait next we'll come we'll come next call and Lee will be like, Yeah, guys, uh, I bought I bought real estate. You know, yep, it happened. Yeah, yeah guys, <laughs> so you know, you know, we have a second location coming in here in the now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see it happening. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Last thoughts, Leo? Yeah, no, but I, I just think just to harp on that a little bit more. But I think if you, um, if it, those who do come from a, a true place of just helping others, um, they're always going to be further ahead than where they started, right? So I think you know, um, yeah, help help others, uh, give a ton of value. Um, and, you know, everything else around you will be taken care of. There you have it. I like that. Ryler, King, yep. awesome, awesome episode, guys. Love it, guys. Looking forward to having this out to the public. They actually listen to more of these gold gems. 
we'll have you back, Leo, again for some more, you know, gold nuggets down the pipeline for sure, buddy. You can guarantee you that. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. When the second location goes up, right? Okay. <laughs> I got to get working. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks to have you guys on the podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. And we'll look forward to having our next guest next week with Leo King. It was a pleasure. Jimmy, as always, always a pleasure with you, my dear, and we'll see you all next week.